Hello, hello, hello. Yes, we are back with another episode. This is the Real Talk, Real Walk family. Come on. Back to bring more character. Come on, come on, come on. Another episode full of juice. Mm-hmm. Another episode full of flavor. Right on, right on, Pastor. <laughs> Another episode full of knowledge and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Another episode to tackle your wonderful dilemmas and questions. I hear that. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening, we appreciate you. Mm. Got myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Ore. Amazing. Right, we know what it is. Guys, thank you for sending in your questions, your dilemmas. We're going to tackle a few. We've got quite a bit, and we ain't got a lot, but we've got quite a bit. So we're going to use them over the next couple of episodes. So stick with us as we tackle these amazing dilemmas. All right, let's go straight into it. The first one, and I read, pastors who covered their adulterous son and supported him during an affair after the birth of their newborn grandchild. Would you say that their church should announce the information to the church of their wrongdoing. (laughs) I'll read it again. Pastors who covered their adulterous son and supported him during an affair after the birth of their newborn grandchild. Would you say their church should announce the information of their wrongdoing to the church? It's a bit of a sticky one. Chat to me, Ari. What are you saying? (sighs) I personally don't think that the information needs to be publicly released unless the pastor's son is in ministry or is if he's serving. If he's not, I don't think there's anything wrong with them. And I don't say covering it up, but I mean covering the situation with love. Like, it's not really anybody's business what's happening in that marriage apart from the individuals who the couple are accountable to. And obviously the pastors know about it so it's not a secret it's just i just don't think that this needs to be public knowledge in my opinion but what's the what what is the pastor's responsibility here obviously their son has committed adultery Mm -hmm. and the pastors have obviously covered up their son's behavior from the church and that's probably because of the shame that will come on the pastors no i think well i don't think that the son's sin is the pastor's sin obviously if it was the pastor's sin that's a completely different situation that needs to be public information because you Mm. can't be leading a church if you if i mean if you're out here sinning in that kind of way but since it's the son and if the son is not in ministry there really is no need for that It's, it's no different to a member of the congregation sinning and then True. and then that that information is just recklessly released like that but then if if that's the case and if it's so linear and simple as that why is why are the pastors and by pastors i obviously assume that's husband and wife why are the pastors covering up the sin of their son i think people are making it seem like oh they're covering it up because they don't want to be embarrassed but i also think they might just be covering it up because like i said before it's not necessarily public information it doesn't need to be public information and it's also they're probably just covering it up out of love like i said for the out of love for the son it doesn't need to be released like that unless he's in ministry unless he's a a co-pastor i do agree i do agree that the information doesn't necessarily need to be released or announced to the public as it's not the sin of the pastors um the son's obviously just another member it just happens to be the son um, obviously, we, we don't know the full details in here, but obviously the word covered within this dilemma kind of speaks volumes to me. 
And I think for the pastors to obviously cover it and support support him during an affair is very wild to me. I don't think the solution, however, though, is announce it to the church and obviously let the church know of what their son has done. Um, but obviously, we've we've only got a little bit to work with, so they're probably only... not supporting him during the affair. They probably condemned him privately. I, I I wouldn't imagine the pastors out there being like, "Oh, well done, you've you've done a good thing here." He's probably mm-hmm. privately kind of told him what like G checked him privately. But I just don't think that that's something that the whole congregation needs to be aware of. I think it's just I think all that will do is just cause people to be gossiping and whispering and wondering who the girl is that he cheated with. Like it's really not anyone's business. Yeah, that's true. I think that's probably happening already. Um, I think the the church is probably gossiping about it anyway. I would have a feeling that the church, or not the church, when I say the church, I don't mean everyone, but I think a lot of people within the church probably are aware of what's going on, um, even though there wasn't any sort of announcement about it. But we we've obviously don't know the full details, but I think if there was obviously some sort of manipulation behind the scenes or if the pastors was supporting the individual, then it's obviously wrong. It'll be interesting to obviously see what the pastors did with um, his son's wife. Do you know what I mean, obviously the, in, the woman who he cheated on. It'll be kind of interesting to obviously know the sort of relationship that they had. If the pastors weren't there to support her or anything like that and kind of shunned her out, then yeah, it's quite sad and it is rather embarrassing, man. They probably would have been, but I mean, as in, sorry, not, as in they probably would have been there for her, comforting her, apologising on behalf of their son, that kind of thing. I mean, obviously... We would hope so, but yeah. the fact that it's a, it's a dilemma, I'm I'm likely to assume that they wasn't there for her, you know? Because if they were there for her, I don't think this dilemma would have been even been... No, I feel... And I'm, <laughs> I'm so sorry to the person who's listening. I just feel like the person... Obviously, I don't know the exact facts, but it's, there's a possibility that the person who sent this dilemma in probably just wants... This, this information to be exposed, obviously because they, they have become aware of it and they probably feel like, oh, well, why haven't they made it public knowledge? But I don't think it needs to be. I'm, I'd be very interested to hear what Iman has to say about this. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, um, no, you know what? Um, I think that because of the, the information that we're given, um, it's, it's hard to... Turn your mic up a little bit, please, bro. Okay. So I was saying it's hard to kind of get through or get a perfect answer through because we may not have enough information. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, but first things first, I do agree with Ori that it potentially sounds like maybe this person who's asking the question may want the the leaders to come out and, you know, blast the person. And obviously we have to gauge the day and age that we're living in. Um, Obviously, people want, you know, accountability and, you know, things should be called out and, you know, this needs to be exposed and that needs to be exposed. And I think <clears throat> I, I sit on uh, I, I sit on the side of balance in a sense that, yes, there are things that ought to be called out. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, it's not everything that needs to be called out. And I give a perfect example. Jesus Christ already knew uh, what Judas was running. Um, and he could have told the disciples that, look, um, Judas has been, he's been stealing money that people have been doing from public contributions and X, Y, Z. And he's also been having some behind the scenes conversations with people to set me up. But the disciples only found out when they were at the table. And it was kind of, Jesus was like, yeah, one of you is going to slick me. And everyone was looking around because it was kind of like, wait, hold up. 
we've not had an inkling that someone amongst us was going to snake Jesus anyway. But the point I'm trying to make is that there are times when, for example, Jesus does that. And then there's times where Jesus, you know, confronts the Pharisees where, you know, this woman has come forth and they're about to stone her. And Jesus is like, look, he writes something in the sand. Then, you know, the Bible doesn't say what he wrote in the sand. It just says when they saw that thing, it just kept quiet and they kept it moving. And Jesus probably was writing in the sand, you know, look, you, you slept with, you know, the worship leader last week. You, you've been cheating on your wife for two weeks. You, you've been sleeping with one of the male ushers, you know, in the synagogue. Um, so, but anyway, that's the, speculation. But he wrote something and it convicted the Pharisees. In going back to this context, I think that it, there's not one straight way to answer the question. Okay, fine. If he comes out and uh, if, if the leaders or the, the pastor's son himself comes out to say, this is what I did, what is the purpose and what is the benefit of it? Yes, he's coming to confess his fault, which the Bible says in the book of James that you should do, confess your faults to one another. However, if the church is immature, if the, if, if the, if the congregation um, are, you know, the, there's loads of gossipers in the congregation, there's people that just love to talk, then it's not really going to edify what is being done. What is going to happen is that that him saying what he's, he said is going to go to WhatsApp groups. It's then going to go to Twitter. It's, this, it's then going to go to, um, you know, outside conversations or link-ups, you know, uh, you know what? Did you hear what Pastor Son did last week? He did X, Y, and Z. Or it could be that he says what he says and, and people are like, they're full of grace and they pray for him. He's fallen. They've prayed for him. They pray for him. They show him grace. They support him through this journey um, as, as he's held himself accountable. However, on the other hand, I don't, I, I definitely agree with Ari in the sense that, or to, um, in one sense that, yes, I don't necessarily think everything has to go public. I think, for example, if the pastor's son is not a leader in any way, shape or form, um, I don't necessarily, before people start taking what we said out of context, I don't necessarily feel like it has to be done. But I do think the, um, like, I think it's, it's different if a pastor's son gets a girl pregnant only because with pregnancy, that's a very, like, that's a very visual thing. So you can kind of see that somebody is pregnant. If, if, if say yeah, the, but if she doesn't go to the church, yeah, if she doesn't go to church, but again, it's still visual and people will still see. Oh, I swear that's really? Pastor such and such's um son's girlfriend. If they're together, I swear that's his baby. Blah 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 blah. In that in that respect, pregnancy is a very visual thing, and I think mm. when and I think it's the same with like say when um worship leaders they they might fall short and then they get pregnant. Yeah, because mm. everyone can see it, that worship leader will now have to confess. That oh I um, I've been singing worship I'm not married I've had I've gotten pregnant outside of wedlock that person has to openly say that that's what they've done do you know whereas meanwhile there's hundreds of people who are in ministry in leadership who are having sex outside of marriage but because they didn't get pregnant that is now no longer it's not revealed. Mm, it's true. Yeah, but then at the same, mm, I mm. I think there's definitely a lot of gossiping involved in the church and it's something that. We're gonna we're gonna struggle to obviously get rid of because of how much it exists. I think in terms of wanting the pastor to expose the information, I think there's definitely an element of gossip there because even like you rightfully said, what do we do with that information? Exactly. Now that we now that we know, like what do we do with it? Where do we go from here? 
Um, so I think there is an element of of embarrassing there. But I'm keen to know what, what would be the pastor's role here, because obviously, naturally, the pastors are likely to obviously support their son, as the yeah. dilemma says. But really, because they are the, there are they are pastoring both individuals, so their son as well as their son's wife. I'm quite intrigued as the role that they obviously play because on one hand, you know, they've got a son um, who's obviously messed up, but then on the other hand, they've got a, a, a daughter in the Lord, so to speak, who they also have to tend to. I have... yeah. But also then there's the woman that, you know, the son also got pregnant. Oh, no, impreg- her, sorry. Imp- impregnated. No, I don't think he impregnated her. I think he just cheated with somebody while oh, he's oh. Yeah, he just had an affair. Yeah. Oh, he but just had an her. affair. Oh, okay. You're okay. not interested in that girl. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just, no, but also with the with that in with that in mind, like if she goes to the church as well, I think that it, it, it might play a, it, it might play a part. But once again, that just goes down to the fact that the question is a bit ambiguous with the thing because if that let's say for example that woman does go to the church and let's say the son said to her maybe like oh, i'm thinking of leaving my wife and da 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 and she's she's believed you like he's twanged her whatever then there's there's a greater level of accountability it's not just oh he cheated on her if he you know lied to her if he manipulated her if he coerced her if he blackmailed her then those are certain things but once again, I don't want to get into the nuances because we don't know the story. I just feel like the pastors do have a responsibility to be wise, but also also to not be partial in their treatment. If they were to do, you know, if they were to treat a, a leader, uh, you know, a leader, you know, with one stick and their children with another stick, um, I, I, yeah, there's, there's this, I don't know. I find it very hard to 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 blind partiality. I get they're your child, but at the same time, there needs to be that there needs to be um, wisdom where applied. So, for example, yeah. if this son potentially does have a leadership role, then I personally feel that he should be um, it, it should be public, and the pastors shouldn't say a speech for him. He should come out himself and say what he did. Yeah, um, that it's not a past, it's not his parents' responsibility to say it's his responsibility to, to say in front of the people because he's been entrusted with a level of leadership of responsibility of accountability and you know of covering over maybe it's a department over particular people and he's broken a level of trust and he should you know open his mouth and say x y z i get people make mistakes but sometimes also you know you have to be able to account for your mistakes and be checked you know, publicly as well as behind closed doors. My thing is, in in regards to your questions, the parents shouldn't be complicit. It's not just, oh, he's my son, let's protect him. Yes, he is your son, protect him. But at the same time, he's married to a wife. Mm. And that, uh, in, in, in the fact that she's, you know, had a child and he was sleeping around, what happens to her? So he's broken trust and he's also broken a vow, which should be taken very serious because marriage is a covenant between God a man and and his wife. So he's Mm. broken that level of trust, not just with his wife, but to God as well. And so that should be, there should be a great level of sobriety and he should be, and he should definitely be reprimanded um, the correct way and not be, and the parents shouldn't be complicit. But I'll let Ora say, you know, her piece, because I think there's just so much to this, but it doesn't help that the story is not full. 
I haven't really got much else to say. I was just going to say that I would suggest and hope that that is what's being done behind closed doors, that the man is being reprimanded by his parents and also by the the people that need to reprimand him. And also his wife is probably getting, she might, she might be getting counselling or therapy and just to, to walk them, her and to walk both of them through that situation. I just don't really think that that is the congregation's business unless mm. he's in, in ministry. Right. I agree. I agree. All right, we'll move on to the second one. Um, I don't even know. There's there's no question in this, but I'll read it out anyway, and then we'll find out some sort of questions afterwards. Um, right, it says, real life story, this guy was with a nice church girl, open quote, close quote, for the longest. Then they got engaged. Then this clown of a guy decides to cheat on her. Not one time, not twice. He cheated on a wifey a few times before engagement and after the engagement. His boys find that, found out that he was enjoying himself at the stag do or whatever you mans have. And his reason was her sex her sex is so good, bro. She's sexy. She's this, she's that, etc., etc. When asked, why are you still with your fiance? He said, she's a good girl, wifey material. They are married now. The wife still doesn't know what he was sleep. That he, the wife still doesn't know that he was sleeping with an aesthetically pleasing girl all along. Please, you're you're gonna need to repeat this one because <laughs> this one, my head is almost scattered. So I'll break it down. Yeah, yeah. basically, basically, we've got one guy who cheated on his missus whilst they were engaged and after the engagement. Uh, on a girl with a woman who he found sexy and he's the only reason why he not the only reason but the reason why he's with his wife is because she's a good because she's wifey material so in other words the wifey is is wifey material but the the mistress is sexy whoever wrote this in yet did you write this in for us to actually answer or did you write this just because you wanted us to speculate on somebody else's I'm, 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 conf- I'm, I, bro, I'm confused, bro. Could you, could you explain that one more time, please? So wait, let me, let me, let me say it and let me know if, so basically the guy found, uh, he found, you know, the, the, the one that he wanted to marry, right? But at the side he was sleeping with someone um, and he ended up getting married, but he was still sleeping with someone. Yeah, basically, he the guy's wife is what is a good girl. Yeah, she's wifey material. Yeah, yeah. The girl that he slept with is sexy. Okay. And oh, he only slept with her once. Once. I don't oh, I'm, think not, so. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but he just says that the girl that he slept with is sexy, and her sex is good. But the reason why he's with his wife is because his wife is wifey material. So it's the comparison between. The guy's wife is a good girl, but the girl that he has is that he cheated with is sexy and aesthetically pleasing. Okay. So wait, so he so even when he was married, he slept with her. I don't think uh, it's not really clear. They are married now, though. No, no, this is not in marriage. This was before marriage. So whilst they were engaged. Okay, but uh, so what's the question then? Is it right or is it wrong? I think the person who just wrote it, they just wanted us, they just wanted to tell us this story because there's no question. And that, whoever wrote it, that's also not nice because now we're here speculating on, like, I feel so bad speculating on someone. We feel, what can we speculate? The information's here. Yeah, but like, why did we need to know this if there's no question? 
Yeah, like, like I, what was supposed to do with this information? I'm, I'm thinking. I do you want us to say if it's right or wrong. If you want us to, you know, say if it's right or wrong, it's absolutely wrong. It doesn't matter whether the sex was good or not. If you've engaged to, if you, if you've engaged to someone, what you've done is you've said, "I want to commit to you for the rest of my life." Yes, you're not married, but you've mm. committed verbally, and you've probably, you know, gone down on one knee to say, "Bloody, bloody, blah." You've probably gone to parents and said X, Y, Z. But the point, it, it does not. Whether what I think is, what I think is mad though that we need to discuss. Is that the man's wife is a good girl, but the girl he cheated on is sexy? What What does that mean? Would, what does that mean? That means the guy doesn't find his wife sexy. So then, so the, so the, the problem is on the guy. That that's, that's what I'm what, saying. Bro, this that's, is wrong. That's what I'm trying to understand. It, so why didn't the guy marry a girl who he deems is sexy? And this, I don't really think this is. Just, I don't think yeah that this story is a surprise to me. You know, I think Mandem definitely aspire to have these, you know, sexy women and that sort of stuff. But then, they, but then they will go and settle down with a girl who they think is wifey material, and it's just like, why don't you try and find a woman who can do both, who can be sexy, but it's also wifey material? You will listen when you are dead. You will listen when you are dead. I really have nothing to add because I just think this whole situation is outrageous. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah I'm just, my, try, I'm just trying to, like, my head is spun. Do you know what I mean? And it's I, something. It's, it's, it's definitely something that you hear that a man is doing a hood. Do you know what I mean? I would hope yeah. that um, in the marriage he would find it within himself to confess, like what's happened, so that at least they can move forward. Yeah, I, I mean, it's going to be challenging. Obviously, we can't speak on how they move forward. We, we, like you said, though, we hope that they move forward. I just think it's interesting that the guy then didn't just go and marry a girl that he deems a sexy, but he decided to cheat on a girl. Because the girl has good sex, but then your wife, you're only with her because she's wifey material, because she's a good girl. Why can't you find a girl who's good and is also sexy? This baffles me. And this is something, like I was saying, this is something I know guys do in the hood, that they'll go around, they'll sleep around with the girls that are giving it up for them, but then they'll go and settle down with a, with a girl who they will deem as good girl, wifey material, cooks and cleans, and does all of this princess stuff. But when it comes down to sleeping around, they're going for the women um, who they deem, like, give them good sex, open quote, close quote. I just think men should leave women alone if they've got, if they know they're not ready to be with them because that's just absolutely infuriating from a female perspective. Yeah, no, it's outrageous. It's definitely outrageous. It's mind-boggling to me because I just think, well, you obviously know what you like, then go and marry that individual. Go and marry the person who you deem is a good girl and who is, who's going to meet your sexual desires, or who's going to meet, yeah, who's going to meet your your desires. That's well, in, I, I mean, I, I think I I get what you're saying, but even that in in and of itself is problematic because that's not what marriage is about. Marriage is not about, um, marriage is not primarily or, um, about your your spouse pleasing you, even though there's there's an element of sex. And and being and serving your your spouse through the, the the act or the ministry of sex, but primarily that's the, what what it's showing me is the guy has an issue that needs to be clarified. Yeah, and it's definitely. not it's not about or oh, whether someone wants to p- be pleased whether having sex. It's one you've got a commitment issue. You've got a commitment issue. There's there's and 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 that's probably tied to a lust issue. Because that's probably what, to me, from what I'm, I'm hearing from what you've described, that's what it sounds like. You've got a commitment issue and that commitment issue is rooted in lust. You've lusted or you're lusting after this girl who's 
good in bed and everything, but you've got a you've got a good girl there. So we already we already see that you this flawed notion. You've got someone who's good in bed, and then you've got a good girl, someone who's wifeable, someone who's worth in your eyes getting uh, is worth marrying. But then you will still you 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 wouldn't mind sleeping with the girl that gives you some sort of sexual pleasure at the expense of hurting someone that you've envisioned a life with that just goes that goes to show that there's a clear issue and no you're not ready for a relationship you're very much not ready for a relationship because uh, yeah yeah and it just anyway i can't judge him now because he is where he is now but the point is this that you you're showing this is one of the reasons why women you know are harsh with men is because can you be a man of your word? Are you trustworthy? You've proven to yourself. And I hope if you're listening to this, if you're, if you're, if you're the guy and you're listening to this now, I want you to understand this. You've proven that in, in times that matter the most, you're, you've shown yourself untrustworthy. Why? Because in the moments of silence or in the moments of your wife, not knowing certain things, you couldn't be trusted. It's not just when your wife can see what you're doing and stuff like that. It's when your wife can't see you. It's when your fiancé can't see you. It's when your girlfriend can't see you and you're doing whatever you're doing. Is it, are you still loving whoever she is, whether your fiancé, girlfriend, wife? Are you still able to love her through your actions behind closed doors, even when she's not there? Clearly not. I think that's important as well. I think that's that's when you see someone's true character when you're behind closed doors and no one's really around you. You can really see the character of a person. It's not always about what you do in the open. It's not always about what you do when, when everyone can see you, but it's about the things that we're doing behind closed doors when no one is around. So similar similar to what you're saying is how, how the man obviously acts when he is around women, when his wife is not around, is obviously important and is is a great test of a man's character and clearly in this situation he's obviously he's obviously fumbled and stepped out of the bag um which is which is obviously why like the dilemmas come in and i I just think it's crazy man i just think this whole thing is crazy but it doesn't surprise me because i know i know how men think in it and i know men are like this the the guy probably should have just never got married in the first place to to begin with some men some men this guy in this situation <laughs> should have never got married no I'm saying some men because you said I know what men are like men are like this oh 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 oh, oh yeah, yeah of course yeah, yeah. Um, yeah of course not every man yeah no I, I, I definitely it's a clear issue and, and, and to be honest my I, I think that what he did was dishonourable um, especially mm. to someone that he he said he wanted to commit to for the rest of his life and proved it by getting down on one knee and putting a ring of, on her finger that's very dishonorable you could have even you could have even when even if even it's if i'm being very honest if you're someone that claims the holy spirit lives on the inside of you even at the point of engagement you would have said you know what i'm sorry i did this um i broke you know trust um and i want to uh, and i want to come straight about what i did if you were honorable if you're a real man, that's what you would have done. I can't lie. This, the, the, I can't lie. This thing has triggered me. Yeah, me too. Why would you get married to the woman for? You did all of that and you just thought you could just jump into marriage. 
this is exactly what I'm saying. I can't lie, man. I can't lie. You don't even know to this day. It's actually quite upsetting. That's a that's a dishonorable thing, and I can't lie. If if you're if you're a true man of God, and I'm not talking about pastor title, if you're a true man of God, if you claim to love God and you claim to love your wife, you will absolutely confess. Yeah. Confess and tell her what you did. Don't 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 dishonor the covenant of marriage, man. Don't dishonor God. Don't dishonor you know someone who 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 believed in what you told her and you broke then you break her trust don't get me wrong like it is very it is very possible for people to do wrong but that's why the bible says in the book of james confess your faults if you've done something wrong you didn't need to wait to get to marriage before you confess it confess it now for sure it's definitely sad but it's definitely an unfortunate situation especially for the wife um and she doesn't even know that all of this has happened but and I think it's just one of them things. And the, the boys as well that I was with him on the stag do, I hope I really hope that they do checked him, man. And obviously pointed him in the direction of of his wife to obviously sort it all out because it'll be interesting to see what his boys did with the information, especially when, when the guy told him that look, when the guy told his boys that yeah, her sex is good or whatever. It'll be interesting to see what the friend's done, man. Because that situation there, it, it really is a mad one, boy. But the next one is <laughs> how can I how can I move to Twitter, babes? <laughs> this is this is obviously coming from a guy saying how can I move to Twitter, babes? Ori, I'm gonna start with you. From <laughs> a, being a lady, how can a man move to Twitter, babes? You just go slide into the DMs and ask a walk one. This is that easy, yeah? Um, because you know Twitter, you know you know Twitter, babes. Yeah, I, I'm gonna imagine. That Twitter babes are the women that probably have a lot of followers, have a lot of engagement. Everyone knows their at, their handle. Everybody knows who they are. Um, they they probably get a lot of attention and that sort of stuff. So how does a guy move to to one of those girls? I think just sliding with confidence, but don't say anything that you could potentially regret if it was made public because you never know if if your name is just going to get screenshotted and posted on the timeline for people to see. <laughs> so don't go on there. Act moving mad, like just come with home training and slide into the DM politely, give springs on banter or something that can make somebody laugh. Then maybe see if you catch her interest. I mean, I've been out of the game for a long time, so it was slides into my DMs, but this is what I would assume would work. <laughs> Do you think Twitter babes will reply it and give them time of day? Because if you think about it, yeah, they probably get, I don't know. Yeah, not everyone's going to reply. That's what I'm saying. Whatever you say, it's got to be funny, it's got to be, it's got to stand out in the, in the crowd. Mm. I would say, um, is it how to move to them? Yeah. Well, you only have one option or maybe another option. Like, okay, one, if they're Twitter, babe, then you can only move to them on Twitter. But however, if they do have Instagram or whatever, you can use, you know, those potential avenues. But I liked what you were saying like yesterday in terms of um, when we had the conversation on Real G Clash that look like it starts by just interaction, like not just jumping straight to the DMs interaction here yeah. and there you know i see your tweets you know if you want to follow that's fine like i you know doing the whole the uh, mission impossible like you're responding to their tweets but you don't follow them like i don't know follow them first like the small etiquette even if they've got loads of followers follow them um so at least they know that okay cool uh, he's not just he's not just pre in my thing he's like he follows me like okay cool i see what he's trying to do um, and then yeah, interact with with one or two tweets here and there, bloody bloody blah, 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 
um and and then in the hope that you know she'll spot you she'll check out your page because the honest truth is that i think in general like it's i, I don't know it's something i do if someone's like continuously um you check the profile yeah right? yeah if someone's like interacting with my stuff like on a regular basis like i'm more likely to to pre their profile see what they're saying see if we've got mutuals and stuff like that and then connect with them or give them like a chance to like you know try and connect with them more so i think like ladies do the same thing as well um mm-hmm. and if you catch the eye if they pre your tweets and they're like okay cool this guy he's funny or this guy like he's he's cool he's level-headed or he's intelligent or whatever then they're more likely to give you a chance and then mm-hmm. potentially take you know if they've got instagram same thing follow them you know engage with maybe their stories and stuff like that not too much just as they say in yoruba dear dear just do it so small like and, then, and that, follow, that follow is a bit tricky as well because the eight out of ten times they might not follow you back, but you're going to need to have confidence by to still hang around. I yeah, know, it, I know it can be a bit political. We say, I said, you just got to be persistent. Yeah, that's what you essentially saying. don't be crazy though. Don't be crazy. Stop bomb, stop bombarding them, bro. Because you just think about it. If they're <laughs> if they're well known on Twitter, there's probably other guys that's doing the exact same thing as you. Mm. There's probably other guys that's that's going through the game just like you are. Mm. Um, so they obviously, like Ora said, there needs to be something different about you to separate them, to separate yourself from all of the other guys that are also trying to get in there, also trying to slide in the DM, also running banter on the TL. So one has to come different. It's going to take a lot of confidence, personally, mm. I mm. think. It's going to take a lot of confidence if you're trying to move to a Twitter babe or if you're trying to move to a girl who, who's well, who's well-known on Twitter mm-hmm. um, because she, she probably has her friendship circles. She probably has her, her social media friends and all that sort of stuff. So if you two are trying to get in there, it, it might be a bit difficult, might be a bit challenging. But it, because it's a challenge, it doesn't mean it's not one that you should take. But I think, obviously, like Ema was saying, definitely have to build small rapport Build a couple of engagement, reply to one of a couple of her tweets, not too many, because she might think you're stalking her. Um, you don't want her feeling like she's all that in a bag of chips. You have to keep it calm, keep it, keep it, keep it calm a lot of the time. No, but if um, you're all that in a bag of chips, what's wrong with telling her that? It's too forward. Every other guy's doing that. Every every guy is telling her she's peng, she's beautiful. Yeah, but every I just guy's doing the same thing. Like men holding back comp- like I feel like that sets you up. That's a red flag. Like that's manipulative in a relationship if you're holding back compliments. At the We're not in a relationship. No, but this I'm saying from a woman's perspective, like the way I would see, it, if you're holding back compliments at the beginning, when we're comfortable, is this like why are you doing that? I just think that's a form of manipulation. Like, oh, we can't let her know that she's too nice because you don't want it to get to her head. Like, Every, if she's everything nice, change, just tell her. everything change. Everything changes when we're in a relationship. Everything changes. Yeah, but how you start is how you're gonna finish, and if that's how you, you know, start, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. You know. Because the way the way my marriage is now is not how me and Sarah were. We were just going out. Get better, <laughs> levels levels have to change. Yeah, levels <laughs> will change. But I'm saying that you, you don't suddenly start off doing something and then halfway along the line that like you don't start off doing something. Oh, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. You know, you don't start off not doing something. Yeah, and, and then halfway down the line is going to change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I agree with the notion. I agree with the heart in which you're saying this. I just think we have to use wisdom. You can't just throw everything out on the table within the first week. No, I'm not saying everything, but if you think she's cute, why are you holding that back? You said, oh, don't tell her she's all down in the bag. Because, no, if you, that, you have to, every nah, other man is telling her that. Yeah, every other man is telling her that. Yeah, and yeah. so you can add your own 
No, 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 no. I should no, be no, in the no, line no. of six other men. No, no, no. Yeah, obviously, that's why I said you have to still do things that are going to make you stand out. But if you think she's cute, what's wrong with saying that? No, no, no. I don't think that there's. I don't think that we're saying that there's anything wrong with saying that she's no, that's cute. That's definitely what Gabs was saying. I said all that. I said don't make her feel like she's all that a bag of chips. But of course, you have to. Otherwise, okay. you're going to stand out. I'm in, in the. I'm in the middle. I'm right in the middle between of both of you because I do believe that you know a guy should you know let her know. But at the same time, you've got to play it wise because you can't just be cut you can't be just throwing out all your cards on the table when let's say for example she doesn't know you and then you're all like yeah man feels you your buff your blah blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you can't run that do you get yeah well, you're saying obviously you're catching my eye then throwing in your own little banter but letting her know at the same time that obviously she's caught your eye because she's attractive or she's pretty yeah, there's, there's a difference between catching my eye and me making you feel like you're all that a bag of chips. It's the same, as far as I'm concerned, it's the same. But like, I get what you're saying. You might use a bit more superlatives, a bit more adjectives when you're trying to make them feel like she's all that in a bag of chips versus just a simple "oh, you're pretty." But you still need to throw in a compliment, otherwise, no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. A man can say, "Yeah, this picture's nice. I rock with this one." But to, to now come and be like, "Oh my days, you're so pink. I've never seen a woman Obviously like not you. that." That's that. That's weird. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't gas up these women. Yeah, Gabs, oh. the way you're talking, Gabs, it's like you're telling guys don't gas up these women, and I just think that's wrong. No, no, I'm saying with I think with Twitter babes, it's different to how you approach a normal girl. With a girl that already gets loads of attention from guys, if you now come out and add your yeah, I think your ping by the way, you're just gonna be added to the other ten men that said well, the yeah, exact same thing. Yeah, if a man acts like, yeah, she's just another girl who he has to talk to calmly, everything will work okay. But if a guy just acts like oh, he's falling head over heels over this woman, like I really need her, I want her so much, it's just going to be like another one of the guys. And I promise you that this Twitter babe is going to feel like, oh, look, I'm tired already, man. Like, don't you have personality? Can't we talk about politics or what's going on in the economy? But you're, you're out here telling me, oh, I'm so beautiful and I'm so beautiful. I don't know, man. I just think it's going to set up an interesting dynamic for the future relationship if that's how it starts off. But what do I know? I'm not a Twitter babe. <laughs> It's an interesting one. It's an interesting one, man. Because I don't, I, I like, no guy wants to just be just another guy on a list, just telling these girls that she's beautiful, like the girl doesn't already know. In a relationship, obviously it changes, isn't it? Because a guy can let more cards out. But I think in the beginning, you want to move easy. You don't want to be, get your, your DMs get um, screen grabbed and then post on the TL saying, oh, look how thirsty this guy is. You know you can't be prosecuted for that. Well, yeah, obviously that's, you're not going to, that, that's just creepy though, isn't it? Do you know how many tweets I've seen where people are exposing the DMs of someone trying to move to them? Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, if a guy's coming on to you in a, in a very creepy manner, then obviously that's just that's just weird. You can you can still compliment someone without being creepy about it. How do you compliment? I don't know, man. I'm a, I'm a woman, so I don't give compliments. No, but <laughs> so for a guy to compliment a girl, I don't think that. I a don't Twitter babe, that... by the way, not just not just a girl, a Twitter babe. Maybe I'm old-fashioned or I'm just out of the loop, but I don't think there's anything wrong with a man approaching a woman in her DMs and being like, oh, hey, you caught my eye, you're cute, and I've been seeing your tweets, you're funny, blah, 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 blah. What are you saying? These Twitter babes will air it completely. Well, that's... <laughs> imagine, yeah, imagine, yeah. Imagine, let's give examples, yeah. Imagine a guy DMs Tolly T, hey, I think you're cute. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. She's got to air it, bro. You never know, you know. I, I mean, I don't know. 
But I, I hear that, but it might be different. It might be different because she might be getting like she guys might be sending her nudes. Yeah, guys might like, be trying to do a madness like talking bare rough. So a guy saying, "I think you're really cute, um, and I'd like to get to know you." Someone who's a bit okay. The approach is different. I think he's more likely to catch the eye of of someone rather than uh, as opposed to man them like in in general because. Yeah, like I think a lot of guys try and move rough, or they try stunt, or they try say the most, or they just they're completely vulgar. So I I I think that how you approach, which is what um, Aura was saying, like your approach has to be very unique and genuine. But at the same time, being genuine it doesn't always win, and it, it's a lot of clean-hearted brothers that that try in honest ways. Yeah, they get they definitely get tough because sometimes like a woman's not looking for the you know, the clean-hearted bro, she might lack a bit of the rough approach, yeah, which is well, why sometimes women, you, you guys are a bit confusing. Yeah, no, so, I agree. But, you, but, you know, know. fortune favours the brave, as they say. You just have to go for it. And you either win some or you lose some. It's just the way the world works. You get back up on your feet and you try again for the next lady, isn't it? You may not be fragile. What are you saying? Men are fragile. Men are so fragile. Small small. Are, I can't lie, give up. Come on. <laughs> Listen, it takes strength, energy, and confidence for these things, bro. As with everything in life, it's okay. Especially, especially for these Christian brothers, man. It's not easy. Have faith. Don't worry, you can do it. <laughs> amen, big mommy. Amen. <laughs> the next one is: What kind of things would you advise a man in his mid twenties to work on in terms of character, career, relationships, and friendships? That's for you, man. The answer. This one doesn't have to be a long one. Wait, say that again. What kind of things would you advise a man in his mid-20s to work on in terms of character, career, relationships, and friendships? For me, I would just say um, character is definitely a big one for me. I think it's definitely important, especially as Christians. I think um, a lot of us, we can have knowledge and we can know the word, but I think when we can apply the word um, it really reflects in our character. And I think that's definitely important. And I think if we've got great character, that often influences us within our career, within our relationships, friendships, and so forth. So I definitely think character is something that definitely needs to be worked on quite a lot. Because um, I think a lot, of, a lot of life and a lot of things spring from that. Um, I think if we can master our character, we'll be kind of in a good place, especially in the mid-20s. Even before then, anyway. But because the question says mid twenties, I imagine, bro, you're you're in your mid twenties. So, I think, yeah, my advice would definitely be to try and work on that character. And by working on character, that essentially means you're going to be put in situations where you're going to need to show forth some of the fruit of the spirit. For example, so for myself, like patience has has definitely been one of the things that is something that I've lacked over many years, to be honest. And it's something that I used to always pray about and stuff. And then I used to never see results. And then God just started putting me in situations where I was required to be patient. And I think that's when I kind of began to see the difference and see the change. I'm not where I need to be in terms of patience. God blind, you've got a long way to go. But I think once you start to obviously pray for certain things, God will definitely place us in position where we are forced to, to work on that character. So with me, with patience, I was forced to obviously be patient with individuals. And one can definitely see the benefits and 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 the fruit uh, over the last couple of years. So, for me, I say yeah, it's definitely important to work on character because I think a lot of it changes from there. Yeah, when uh, you see the thing about obviously someone said um, 
part of the question was mid twenties. Um, I just feel like in general, I, I, I don't wouldn't put like the age whatever on it because um, I'm not. I don't necessarily. I'm not. I don't necessarily buy into the social um, thing of oh, by thirty you need this and by forty you need that. I think that it comes maturity comes by by knowledge um, and and applied information, um, which which is more or less wisdom that when you know something um, or you're you're seeking out um, growth in different areas, then yes. As long as you apply, you will grow and you will mature. So just like what Gabs was saying, I think in terms of relationships, I think I've, I've been saying to a lot of people recently, like it's not about rushing, um, but don't be so lax and so, you know, complacent that, especially for guys, because sometimes we can find a good thing and we take time and we can say, you know what? Yeah, man, I've got a good thing here and you'll be waiting four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, some 15 years. Some people take a long time before, you know, they actually, you know, commit, you know, via marriage. I just think that um, as you're being, let me try and, yeah, um, as you're being, practical because i was going to say intentional as you're being practical about life and wanting to grow and wanting to mature you'll realize that your perspectives on things will change so your practice uh, your perspective on marriage on money on on christianity on work and career and family i think i don't know if i've said that already but they will naturally change when you're willing to learn and you're willing to grow. So reading books, surrounding yourself around uh, people that are wise. So if you hang around the wise, you'll be wise. Like the Bible says in Proverbs, being around people that are wise, being around people that are mature, being around people that can pour into you. Um, you know, I think I've said reading books, listening to podcasts, um, things that are just going to encourage you to do better and be better in life. But at the same time, live life. Like in the moment, like we're realizing COVID has made people realize that work got them so caught up in the moment that they missed out on opportunities to just do something spontaneous or just be a bit free. Like, you know, even me, even though like we had a daughter and whatever, like, bro, I miss the cinema. And it's not no fault of my daughter or my wife, but I miss the cinema. So in times where like we could have gone, now I'm thinking, ah, COVID has made me realize, ah, I won't I won't take advantage of the I won't take the make with the cinema again. I won't take the make out of meeting up with friends, linking up with brothers. I won't take that for granted. Like it's good having phone calls. That's great. I want to sit down with brothers. I want to go for a drink. I want to go for a meal. I want to play football with guys. And these are the things that, you know, in moments like this, you recognize that, hmm, what do we take for granted? Have we taken friends for granted? Have we taken family for granted? Have we taken life in general for granted? Um, when you do those kind of stuff. It will literally change your um, your perspective, and that's what will help you grow um, during your twenties. Um, but mm. I wouldn't say put yourself under pressure because you're in your twenties. But be like practical about life. Like you want to grow, you want to adventure. Especially if you're a guy, part of life, part of growing as a man is all about adventure. Trying yeah, something sure. new, trying something different, trying something out of your comfort zone. But yeah, man, that, don't don't send me off on a trail. Um, let, let Ori go through. I mean, Ori, within your within your answer, yeah, touch on career. Wow, Gabs, within your answer, touch on career as well, because I know you're a career wizard. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm not a guy, so I, I, I kind of obviously got to take what I say with a pinch of salt. But I think in terms of character development, what has helped me is finding or surrounding yourself with 
good friends who kind of model different aspects of character that you like and different aspects that you appreciate because sorry I'm chewing gum and I think you can hear it so I'm just taking it out because <laughs> <laughs> I think that if you a lot of my friends are people who I want to be like and as the scripture says um well what's iron sharpens iron so just from a practical perspective your friends who are gonna like I said this I've said this before your friends who will g-check you if you do something wrong your friends who will encourage you who want the best for you who want to see you prosper character wise um in terms of career wise I would say if you're in your 20s don't be if you've already got a stable career go for all the promotions don't be afraid to put yourself out there don't be afraid to try new things if you're not happy in your career or if you think you could be making more money and you want to do something else if you're if you're if you're lucky enough to be living at home and you don't have as many responsibilities bill wise don't be afraid to try different things to increase your earning potential and just stack money and save as much as you can while you're young and you don't have bills to pay excellent perfect and the last one for today for this episode is how did you meet your spouses what drew you to them what made you want to pursue a romantic relationship what made you go from a romantic relationship to marriage oh i think that's such a good question i'll start with you <laughs> that's such a cute question um, kick us off. okay i met my husband at university we went to the same uni that so that's how we met what was the um part two what what made you want to pursue a romantic relationship yeah and what drew you to him i think he's gonna love listening to this episode <laughs> i think <laughs> what drew me to him in terms of him is he's um his confidence, his charisma, I think he can, I really, and I say it to him all the time, like, I feel like favour follows him wherever he goes. He's the type of person that you can speak to him and, pe- like, people automatically are drawn to him. He 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 does so well at work. Anything he does, he puts his mind to it. He's just got such a positive um, mentality. There's, he, he doesn't think there's anything he can't do, which I think is so amazing. Um, and those are the things that I really love about him. I think there's another question as well. Uh, what made you go from a romantic relationship to marriage? Uh, because he proposed to me. <laughs> and obviously, I had given everything that I just said about his character and stuff. There were things that I liked and appreciated and I felt like I could be with. And then obviously the rest of it in terms of romantic relationship and getting married was all his lead. But I will say um, our journey wasn't an easy one. We kind of dated for a few years. I don't think when it comes to dating, I don't think there's really a right or wrong way to do it. I don't really like to to give advice on on um, relationships and things like that because I think they're just so unique and individual to a couple. And I think once you start trying to emulate or try to be like another couple, it can just cause a lot of problems. Do what works for you. Seek the Lord's face and just kind of, if you feel like the character and their love for God is more than anything else, then just go for it. I don't, yeah, I don't really know what else. And God's grace will sustain you and do the rest because there's going to be mm-hmm. ups and downs. And yourself, Imam? Um, how did we meet? We've met in university. Um, what drew what drew me to her? Yeah. What drew me to her was that, yeah, man, she was Jeje. She wasn't, um, yeah, man, she wasn't. She just, you know, in a group of girls. So basically the first time we met was like on some strip at our uni, which was, was on a strip, on a strip, on a strip. <laughs> 
Uh, you don't yeah, know what you're talking about, bro. Uh, on a strip. I didn't say strip club. I said on a strip. Ah, uh, okay. On a, on a, in English, a long on piece of road. land on a road. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I met her there and she was with um, a group of friends um, and they were all from South and like they were all just, their faces were strong. They were just on crowd. They, they just weren't opening up. And then, you know, she was there. She wasn't necessarily like, acting like she was all interested, but I could see that she was very much different. Um, and that, yeah, she was, as the Bible said, like Joshua and Caleb, they were, they were of a different spirit. Um, not to demonize them because those girls are, are still my people. Um, but um, it was like, yeah, just, you could just, I just could tell that as a woman, she's different. And then I got to know her more. And that's when I realized, yeah, this is like, like, she's not just like girlfriend material. This, this is a wife. Like I can see, I can see her in my future. I can see her with with my children. I can see us doing life together in a partnership. So that's that's how that's kind of what drew me to her. You know, just her warm character, her nature. She's kind. People love her, um, and yeah, she's thoughtful. So those are the things that th- those are some of the things that drew me to her. Um, and what was the last bit? Was there a last bit, or have I answered the question? Uh... To be fair, the last question is just what made you go from a romantic relationship to marriage? But yeah, yeah, like it was it. I I saw, I saw it, and you know, I believe that as a man, if you know what you want and you've seen it, why are you wasting time? Amen. So for me, I wasn't dulling. I wasn't, you know, wasting time. Obviously, like or we had our ups and our downs because at first I I didn't want to I didn't want to string her on because I'd always said before uni I don't want to get into a relationship so I had to know it was like real 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 so it took like a month or two before I like really said you know what I I because I always said um and funny enough when we got into a relationship we both found out that we were on the same page that if we do get into a relationship the next relationship that we do get into is is marriage and that's it's not going anywhere so I was like look I'm I'm this, I'm putting all my eggs in a basket for this one. I've said yes, and I'm not turning back. And I let her know. I was like, babe, if I say yes to you, if I ask, uh, if I ask you out, we're going all the way by hook or by crook. If if someone's going to stop me, they'll have to arrest me and put me in prison. That's the only way it's going to happen, that it's going to stop. But otherwise, we're going all the way to the end. And she was like, yeah, the same thing for me. So that mindset was the thing that just put it together. And by the grace of God, we went on a journey. I engaged to her. Yeah, we are where we are today. I engaged her. I proposed to her. Ah, sorry, I proposed to her. Sorry, bad English. <laughs> we we got calm. engaged. I proposed to her. Thank you. I've clarified. <laughs> it's calm. Uh, for me, uh, me and the missus met through mutual friend. Um, so I went to, me and one of my boys went to a mutual friend's house and I saw her there. Um, didn't even talk that much to be fair, but she was there, and then I saw her again at the same mutual friend's birthday dinner. From there, that's when we started talking. I thought, all right, cool, I can work with this one still. And then started talking, quick banter. If you're trying to chat to someone, keep it short and sweet, quick banter, give them something to remember you and leave them there. Um, so yeah, a couple of minutes, can't remember. I think we spoke about Margate or something silly. I think, even I think we've even spoken about this to be fair, yeah, yeah, we have. Um, so yes, and then from there, even small small CR CRB check. We say even small small CRB or DBS. <laughs> I remember, I remember, I remember when you hit me up. So I, I in I fact, don't remember that myself. To be fair, you don't remember that. So I know that's why. That's why you don't. You know, I'm, I'm anyway. I'm going to say it live on the podcast. 
when you as as you're enjoying marriage remember that there were people that helped you along the way that's all i'll say there was one day that you came and you asked for a report soraya your husband came to me and asked about you and i and i validated that you're a woman of god because you are that you're 30 you are and i believe based on that information because i don't know if god knew many other people that knew you but i know for sure that it's because of people like me. And I'm going to say, I'm yes, if people think I'm proud, yes, I'm proud. <laughs> I help my wow. I help I help my people out. Aww. And that's how that's we do it. So yeah, anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> wow. But yeah, so obviously then we started talking. I think what probably what drew me to her was her ability to serve. I think um I saw a ministering once. I, I went with her to minister somewhere and she was leading worship. And I think there and then that's when I thought, right, yeah, this is definitely the one where because I think I'm definitely passionate about that serving, serving people, uh, ministry. So I think to definitely see her um, ministering kind of taught me a lot about her as an individual, um, what God has called her to do, her character. And I think from there, that's when I thought, yeah, this this woman's going to understand me. This woman's going to get me. I think we'll be able to walk side by side and it'd be amazing to see. A- away from all of the physical features and away from the typical things like, um, her character, her personality, but I think it's definitely worth mentioning just her ability to serve and her her passion for for God and ministry definitely encouraged me quite a lot and and had me thinking that this is someone I can do life with. Um, what made you go from a romantic relationship to marriage? Uh, yeah, pretty much the same things that I've said really. And I think once you're able to to see the ability that a woman has in your life. Don't really want to waste no time. This is what I do remember, though, E man. I do remember you getting onto me in a WhatsApp group, though. This one I do remember, bro. I fully remember you and I are just getting onto me in the group chat saying, Man, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate I hate it when I hate it when guys have a good thing. Um, and you, even as a brother, you can see that this girl like you know your brother and you know that this woman you know that this this lady is right for your bro and you're seeing your brother darling and walking i'm just doing life and going yeah man she's my girl man it's all good like bro i hate that kind of stuff like get married commit like tie things down show like that you really want it because sometimes i think maybe sometimes i feel like maybe man them don't realize it because they're being a bit too slow so sometimes you need your boys who maybe have gone ahead and been like no, you know, when you, when you can spot someone, just go and do that thing, man. So I felt like, yeah, for you, do it. But I've, I've said it to, I've said it to, to some of my brothers, same age, older than me and, and some younger than me, but I'll tell them, man, look, especially when I see the woman, I can see her fruits. I can see what she's doing in his life and her, and on an individual level, bruh, I will tell you, bro. And I, I won't be, I won't be cute about it. I will, bro, I'll get on to you, man. It's true though. It's definitely important. We definitely do need our boys to give us that kick. Do you know what I mean? I know some guys don't like it, but I definitely think it's needed where we have to give them that kick. Because I think when we're in a relationship, every day just goes and and the days turn into weeks, the weeks turn into months, the months turn into years and we're just in a relationship, not proposed or anything like that. Um, And then obviously there's this whole, but are you ready yet? Do you ever feel ready? But that conversation's for for another day, to be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like that should be a conversation for another episode. And even how long is too long today? All of those kind of conversations, I really do think they're worth putting on one episode. Yeah, no, you're right. I agree. I definitely agree, bro, to be fair. Right, we can wrap there. I think we've got we 
gone through a few dilemmas. We still got a few more, so we can probably go through the others within the next episode. Guys, really appreciate you for listening. Thanks you to all of the people that have sent in the questions, all of the people that have sent in the dilemmas. Um, we've got more for the next episode, a few more juicy ones as well. Um, some quite interesting ones. So, yeah, stay tuned. If you still want to send us your questions, dilemmas, feel free to send them in. And we'll happily tackle and go through all of them in due course. Guys, we are signing out. Peace. Take care. Much love. So you're